tried. Keep that in mind. I'm designed this rhyme to explain in due time. All I know, time is a valuable thing. Watch it fly by as the pendulum swings. Watch it count down to the end of the day. The clock takes life away. It's so unreal. Didn't look out below. Watch the time go right out the window. Trying to hold on to didn't even know or wasted it all just to watch you go. I kept everything inside and even though I tried, it all fell apart. What it meant to me will eventually be a memory of a time I tried so What's going on, Patriots? Good to be with you today on this lovely Friday. You know, <laughs> sometimes you look forward to the end of the week. And this week, uh, you know, it's just going to be me and my wife uh, for the next two months. My grandson, he's going away for the next few months. I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him. Um. Yeah, so, but we are going to enjoy our little bit of just me and her time, or be, be empty nesters for a while. You know, got to love that. I, um, I'm glad, guys. I just wanted to say, before we get into dealing with some of the craziness in the world, as we always do, uh, just to say a thank you to the folks who have supported the Patriots Prayer podcast, and to my regular listeners, and to... Uh, you know, these new group or wave of listeners that have came, I've seen an uptick on our Rumble channel that just blows my mind um, in, in the amount of, uh, uh, of our growing audience on Spotify and iHeart as well as Amazon Music uh, kind of caught me by surprise. We've been at this for a year trying to grow our audience, and we're getting ready to hit that one-year anniversary here in just a few days. And... Uh, you know, uh, Patriots, I would love, absolutely love to be able to get uh, those numbers up uh, in the next year or so and start to become contenders and get in this market um, to the degree that we want to be so we can uh, hone more focus directly on the podcast and transition more into this. This is, honest to God, uh, Patriots, this is where my heart is. Uh, I put a lot into this for you guys. I have absolute uh, faith in my abilities to do this and make sure that I stay true uh, to you as well as myself and God. Um, and and I just have an overwhelming love for uh, my people and my country. Uh, and when I said my people previously, I meant my Christian brothers and sisters and, and, and love for my country. And so... Thus the term, the Patriot's Prayer. This is uh, something that is so near and dear to my heart that if, if I didn't get on here and talk to you guys about these things and unpack these things, first of all, it would drive my wife absolutely crazy. <laughs> Second of all, if I didn't talk about it, probably my head would explode. <laughs> I have... Um, I, I have, like I said, I put a lot into this, and I put a lot into the online store. Uh, in case you guys didn't know, it's your your onestopgiftshop.com. Check it out. Uh, we put a lot into making sure you have the biggest selection there. Lots of gadgets. Really cool Donald Trump cups. Uh, just an array of T-shirts that will blow your mind. Just anything and everything that you can think of. 
from electronics to pet things, uh, just a million products, a million products. And um, we make sure you get them to your front door in three days. And shipping is always free. So uh, just check it out, guys. Uh, we definitely uh, would enjoy the support. It will go to good use, making sure of the steady continuation of the Patriot Prayer podcast. So let's get into it, Patriots. Um, if anyone caught the uh, Carrie Lake uh, trial, any any portion or piece of the Carrie Lake election fraud trial, you were as appalled as I was that that information was there. That information was known. And um, even though that information was known, that they weren't actually clearing signatures, they were just passing ballots through. This is all things that were testified to under oath yesterday. And, um, you know, people told to go home early from counting when the the following, the following, the day after that, I believe, this was a Tuesday, they were told to go home early on a Wednesday at noon when they were supposed to work till four and they only had the following day to finish the count. That's what it was. And you just hear account after account like this. And you hear of the managers that work in these facilities where they were counting the votes, were pressuring them into um, whether or not the signatures matched to get them to uh, uh, push the vote through regardless because they, as they stated yesterday in trial that their managers just told them and says, well, do what you feel is right, but keep in mind you could be called in to testify, basically using some intimidation tactics um, to try to get these people essentially to stop complaining. And there were uh, complaints about names next, next to or signatures next to the names in the ballot where the signature didn't even match the name. It, 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 there were, like I said, account after account after account in the testimony. And it just blows my mind because the things that they were talking, they were talking about 10,000 ballots being counted in two seconds. Uh, and then I forget what the other number was. I think it was like 70,000 in like three seconds. or It was crazy. And he, basically what they had, what they were stating is that they weren't doing anything except for just hitting the button as fast as they could go and just pushing the ballots through because that's the only way it could have happened since the ballots were counted in a specific window of time. There's no possible humanly way uh, for someone to count those ballots and actually verify them if the ballots were cleared and passed uh, in this small fraction of time. And it's sound logic. It is very sound logic. So, I, I mean, even something stated to that level would be enough if proven true it, it, because it's really, it's a math problem. The computers have the time frame and you can verify that statement very easily. <laughs> How many ballots were counted in this time frame? The, the electronic record is there. 
So either he's telling the truth or he's lying. And if he's telling the truth, that means they were not verifying ballots. They were just pushing them through. And he, he, and that would be enough for anyone to be able to say, okay, this is, this claim has some legitimacy and we need to do more to look into this. So it, it, it's definitely enough uh, to, to give you pause and make you think and enough to warrant a deeper dive and investigation into this matter. Now it's going to be pretty, um, uh, it, it's going to be wild to see exactly how it's handled in Arizona because Arizona is a hotbed for fraud. I mean, it's just amazing amounts of fraud. I mean, we brought you the Thaler and Harris uh, interview with John Thaler. Uh, we, we, we talked about Liz Harris being expelled um, for bringing a Jacqueline Brigger in front of the oversight committee to testify because she called out all the corruption. And instead of them actually following their state constitution and what Liz Harris did at that point was uh, within her purview for her office, uh, yet they still voted to expel her rather than have to deal with the charges being levied by Jacqueline Breger and Thaler and Harris about the fraud that is rampant throughout Arizona. Um, property fraud, mortgage fraud, um, bank fraud, bribery, uh, blackmail. They alleged all of these things and then and laid a ton of paperwork uh, enough to make the people on that oversight committee visibly shaken and afraid, and you could see it in their eyes. Now, on to the FBI and the whistleblowers that testified. Um, they had some very serious charges that they levied against the FBI for things that was done, things that were done to them, um, retaliation uh, for them uh, coming forward as whistleblowers, and it's very sad. Uh, to at the least to, to know that a once really respected uh, law enforcement agency that we believe that on some level definitely worked at least for the good of the country. They, uh, they had limits and lines. They had a moral compass. They were not uh, political hitmen uh, for a, a specific party or an agenda. And, uh, and I don't believe you know, in what that what I'm saying here is an indictment of the FBI as a whole because I don't believe that. I believe that there are an amazing amount of agents within the FBI um, that are definitely not uh, on the same side as the people doing these things that we're getting ready to discuss. Um, I do believe there's probably some bad apples at the top and people in charge. Because that's the easiest way for these things to happen. You get one bad guy in charge and he creeps his way in and then he just reaches down and pulls sympathizers right up next to him. And, and so you have to clean this uh, this whole mess up in, from the top down. And, and that's the, how it's, how it's going to have to be. It's going to have to be from the top down and it's it, it definitely needs to be done. But I want you to hear from these whistleblowers and I want you to understand that these people have put themselves in harm's way. Uh, they to testify and say these things their families uh, have been uh, affected 
their lives have been upended. And this is definitely uh, something that should concern you because this is being, uh, these guys do this at the behest of this current administration and the party to which that administration belongs. So that's why I continually make the statement and assertion that the Democratic Party or the left are anti-American. And I don't say that as political rhetoric. Uh, I'm not giving you a, a figure of speech. Um, this is why so many of them have left the party within the last few years, Tulsi Gabbard being the most notable, because they have become a radical social, uh, uh, socialist, Marxist, uh, agenda uh, driven party that seems hell bent on upending every American value, redefining our culture, breaking our laws, hurting our children, not enforcing laws, making criminals the new victims, spending us into oblivion, turning your backs on our best allies. I mean, he ghosted uh, Netanyahu. Um, you know, they, he caused our, our biggest uh, our biggest adversaries. He emboldened to the point where now they are creating their own alliance and their own new world order to which they say the United States will not be a part. And this right from the mouth of Xi Jinping, this should concern everybody because um, now they're beginning to deal in their own currency. And when... Our biggest adversary goes around to the likes of Iran, Turkey, China, Russia, Brazil, Saudi Arabia, uh, Jordan, BAE. These these things should concern you because these are these are very rich countries, and if they start nationalizing their own products in their own countries, dealing and doing business in their own currency without the petrodollar, it will upset the apple cart uh, the way that we. Um, that we grade or value our currency. So if you think that inflation is bad right now, if you think a dozen of eggs is extremely expensive or bread or the things that we used to buy now are triple in some cases or more, um, you think that's bad and what's coming is much worse because of this man's weak leadership. Now, I go as far as to say it's not just his weak leadership, but this is his intention. Every time the man has the opportunity to make a decision or use his office properly to help the American people in his country, he does the opposite. He does things that make this just most liberal people scratch their heads. What the hell is wrong with him? Why is he making decisions that are so, for lack of a better term, and I'll borrow one for Trump, China-centric? Um... Why does he put his foot in his mouth every time he gets the opportunity? Um, and, and I'm talking about <laughs> stating two weeks before you blow up the Nord Stream pipeline to make a claim on TV that you would you would end the pipeline. Uh, just bonehead moves like that, and and there's no they're in no short supply at all, no short supply whatsoever. And this guy has the nuclear codes, and he's making decisions, and. It's hurting everybody. It is now no longer just politics, right? Look at your lives. Look at outside. Look at, at your, your children's schools. Look at your neighborhoods. Look at the way the culture has changed from the time you were a child to now. 
And this did this just in the last three years, like that fast, that fast have things gone this far out. Now, it's not that everything was perfect prior to three years ago, but my God, it was so much better. It was um, it was night and day. So much better. Now we have a government that chooses to spy on uh, its people through uh, social media. I'm talking about what happened with Twitter. We have uh, those same people advocating for partial and post-birth uh, uh, infanticide, more or less. Um, the things that they're pushing uh, degrade or debase the values that America has always had. And they expect those of us who disagree with them to shut up, not say anything, and allow these things to happen while we remain quiet, sitting in the corner, because we shouldn't say anything, and they should be the only ones with the ability to speak, because it's only divisive when we defend our views. When they just say how things are, that's okay, you know, in their world, but those of us on the right, those of us with a more conservative Christian point of view, immediately get made out to be very divisive uh, and, in, and intolerant uh, for stating an opinion that just uh, takes the opposite position. Um, they just don't seem to be able to handle being questioned on the things that uh, they say they stand behind. They just want you to accept them and shut up, even if they're wrong. They expect you to play along to be part of the club. And there are those of us who will never do that and can't do that because if we did, we would not be able to look ourselves in the mirror. We wouldn't. Now, this FBI agent is going to tell you a bit about some of the things that he went through. And you will absolutely question, like, what's really happening over at the FBI. Let's take a listen. Then, on my first day, I need to accept orders to a new position halfway across the country. They livelihood of I apologize. In organized fashion, the FBI allowed me to accept orders to a new position halfway across the country. They allowed us to sell my family's home. They ordered me to... So, they, they, they found him out to be a whistleblower, and he moved... A, they, they transferred him across to the other side of the country. He sold his house and everything in order to do this because they did it intentionally, is what he's saying. And then listen to what they did once he got there. Report to the new unit when our youngest daughter was two weeks old. Then, on my first day on the new assignment, they suspended me, rendering my family homeless. <clears throat> they refused to release our goods, including our clothes, for weeks. <clears throat> All I wanted to do was serve my country by stopping bad guys and protecting the innocent. The FBI made one of their own guys homeless. Why? Now, how upset would that make? This is the same, this is the same uh, administration that currently, right now, are putting vets, putting vets out of hotels they had them put up in. They were homeless. And kicking them out of the hotel to put illegal immigrants in those rooms these people don't care about their country they don't care about you 
They're, they're after something else, and it's very apparent. Look at the decisions that they're making. Look at the people that they're actually trying to help while turning their back on their own countrymen. This is not an administration trying to help its country. It's an administration trying to overthrow its country. I'm telling you, pay attention. Wake up. Get out of the forest so you can see, right? Because you can't see the forest for the trees right now. You need to back up a while and look at the things that he's done since he's been in office. Every decision he's made, every bill, every law he's passed, every position he's taken, and play them back in your head, and you will see a very clear picture of a man that cares very little, if at all, for the country that he leads. Because he makes no decision that's good for the people that he actually represents. I mean, from giving away billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine, probably in an effort to hide his dealings in Ukraine, those are probably uh, payoffs. I bet you Zelensky knows quite a bit. Zelensky was best friends with uh, Igor Kolomoski, who owned Privat Bank and as well as uh, uh, Privat Bank as as well as Burisma. So, you know, it, it's very likely that. Zelensky is definitely holding uh, Biden hostage with some information that he continually has to pay him over. It is a likely theory. Very likely. You have to actually understand the backstory, and I've told it several times on previous podcasts. But it's very likely because they were they were both dealing with the same gangster. Both of them. So, you know, it, it's it's not going to get anywhere and we're not going to find out anything until um, we get someone in a position to uh, talk openly about what's going on behind the scenes that we don't know yet and we're not going to have that until we get someone in there that is unafraid of the consequences and the threats and the danger of, of doing that. And I think we got that in Donald Trump in spades. In spades, we got it in Donald Trump. But you got to let him get into into that position to be able to do that. And that's what I think they are so afraid of with Trump. There is no doubt that I I know with the things that have just been made public and the information that's being held right now at the DOJ, the outcome of the Durham uh, investigation is going to spark investigations that are going to get many of these people in trouble as long as there's someone there to pursue the case and make sure that these people are held accountable. And that's why they don't want Trump in position to do that, because that will be his biggest priority, and justifiably so. So let's listen to Mr. Gates here as he uh, poses a question to the whistleblower, and you'll understand exactly what I mean. That guide identified certain things that made people more likely to be deemed a threat or terrorists, didn't it? Yes. Was the Betsy Ross flag in the terrorism symbol guide? It was. And, and what about the Betsy Ross flag makes someone more likely to be a violent extremist? I wish there was a reasonable explanation for that. And instead of cracking down on real criminals, FBI officers got sent into school parking lots. You used to go after the worst of the worst, didn't you? Yes, I believe so. You went after people who looked at child porn? Yes. And then you were in the parking lot of a school board meeting, taking down the information of parents. 
what happened to the cases that you were working to, to protect our communities from the worst predators that exist? I was told they were not to be resourced, uh, and then uh, after I was suspended, uh, they were handed off to local law enforcement. Wow, so... So, you get the picture. These are not people who care about their country. These are not people who care about you. These are not people who care about your children. Look at their fruits, right? Jesus said you'll know them by their fruits. Don't listen to what they say. Don't listen to the propaganda they speak on the news. Look at what they're actually doing. Listen to what this agent just told you. They were targeting parents, taking down uh, license plate numbers, etc., based on uh, uh, a memorandum sent out uh, that Garland tried to deny having any... Uh, Yeah, this is he he tried to deny having any knowledge of of the document, what it said, and was later found out to be a big liar, uh, and found out to be a very big part of it. Stood by it, and it labeled parents as domestic terrorists, and they, you know, if you spoke out at a school board meeting with enough passion, you just might end up on that list. You know. It seems like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to make this analogy, and I don't know how many people are going to follow it, but anybody remember the G.I. Joe movie where the president wasn't the president? Yeah, you, you got to wonder if something happened, you know. <laughs> I, it seems like, you know, there's there's something going on at the head of this, and it's just not right. Even, even Joe Biden, really, guys, really, um, has done a 180 on many of his points of view and things that he said in previous years. Remember, he was the one that had that whole plan about getting out of Iraq, and he spoke very eloquently in, in the, one of the few times that I said it, you know, Joe Biden spoke eloquently. I know what I said, but hear me out before I lose all my <laughs> credibility. Anyway, he, he goes on to tell this, you know, this plan about um, how you would, actually get out of iraq the correct way and he said you have to pull the people out before the military and get your get your assets out you don't want them using all these things and everything that he said was absolutely on the money and he did the opposite when given the opportunity um you know there you know he he tried to uh reverse roe versus wade as well he introduced legislation to do that many years ago and now he's on this side he has done a 180 on a lot of things. <laughs> he went from prosecuting uh, more people uh, unnecessarily to a degree probably uh, way excessive for most of their crimes and put a lot of people across this country away for the rest of their lives. Quite a bit of them. And now he doesn't prosecute crime at all unless you're a Republican. So Joe Biden uh, is, I don't know, maybe no longer Joe Biden. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But, people, it's just enough for you to understand. This guy is allowing millions of people into our country. People that he, he doesn't know who they are. Uh, there are children that are brought into this country that are unaccompanied, and Joe Biden changed the rules um, to which uh, govern how they deal with um, these children as they come in, and usually 
they would have a family member if they had some family on this side of the border come get them people that were actually um you got their information they went through a process this sort this sort of thing uh, but there's testimony of people down there that are saying that they were just made to hand those children over to people when they showed up without uh any kind of back checking any kind of validation of anything they're just told that person is here for that child and that's concerning that a law or a rule or it's something that's changed at the behest of Joe Biden himself that allows for something like that to take place. It seems like he's enabling it, right? Because he is. He very much is. Let's listen to the rest of what this FBI just If you try to expose the truth about things that they are doing that are wrong. And we are all examples of that. To the so, FBI. You didn't miss the beginning of that. So here's what happened, right? Apologize, that thing went into a commercial. Now, he, he's, he's sitting there and he's giving you the rundown on whether or not you should come forward if you know anything that would expose the wrongdoing of people in power like he did. Um, and let him tell it. He says it better than I do. What advice would you give them? I would advise Here, them let not me back to do it. it up just the FBI a second. will crush you. And I think the American people know to know, need to know about it. What advice? Here but if go, you sorry. try to blow the whistle up the chain of your really good friends, your former colleagues came to you and said, "I have this thing that is being covered up, and I think the American people know to know, need to know about it." What advice would you give them? I would advise them not to do it. The FBI will crush you. This government will crush you and your family if you try to expose the truth about things that they are doing that are wrong. And we are all examples of that. Two of the FBI was So, and that's, those are, that's, that's a hell of a, a thing to say. You know, he said don't. And um, keep in mind, people, he's saying that they put his family on the street. Brand new baby. Because he blew the whistle about things going on in the administration about from the FBI's point of view. He spoke out about the things that he saw that were wrong. And for it, evil men took evil measures against him and his family and they had no conscience in doing it. And making him sell his home relocate across the country with a new baby and then fire him as soon as he gets there. Hold on. They held on to his belongings for weeks before they finally gave it to him. That means their clothes, everything. Because he did the right thing. This is what happens in the world today for people who tell the truth and do the right thing. And I know... It's very hard at times to say or do what is right because, let's face it, you're going to face some heat for it. I have. I have. I've faced immense heat for it. Um, but you know what? I would not be able to look at myself in the mirror at the end of the day or I wouldn't be able to look back on my life at the end uh, and have and feel that sense of pride and integrity uh, of keeping the things that I love and focus and following my heart and telling you the truth. And so no matter what the consequence is for doing what's right, 
it's well worth paying, no matter what it is. It doesn't matter. You have an opportunity to do what's right. You do it every time, no matter what. If you see something that's wrong, say something. So this is definitely, you know, something that I feel very, very strongly about, which is why I tell you at the end of every episode here, I say, uh, you know, to the silent majority, you need to speak up and stand your ground. Because I believe firmly that the reason that our country has slipped so far down this primrose path is because we stayed quiet. I don't blame them as much as I do take a lot of the blame personally, and I think that our side of the aisle should for a lot of reasons. And what I'm talking about is our uh, we stayed quiet. As they built grassroots movement and put people in places across law enforcement agencies, our medical community, all over the entertainment industry, every place we're being attacked, big tech, everywhere. They got somebody everywhere. And here we are just sitting on the sidelines saying, I just didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to be divisive. I didn't want to get called out. Uh, so I just kept my beliefs to myself. I don't believe in saying them out loud. I don't believe that. I believe that's the reason why the things that we are fighting today are so prevalent and they're so bold. So what it's going to take is us, a lot of us to wake up and realize sitting on the sideline and doing nothing is not an option. Staying quiet is not an option. Being neutral is not an option. You don't compromise with the truth and you don't compromise your morality and you don't compromise your integrity or your values. You don't ever. You don't crack that door whatsoever. Because if you do, you get what we have here. Yeah, I just had a cool hand Luke moment. <laughs> you get what we have here last week. But... In, in, in all honesty, folks, it's, it's just time now that we wake up. I, I know things were different in yesteryear in the 80s and 90s. And, you know, when I was growing up, the, um, it was a little safer. It was a little better. It was a little freer. Uh, we were able to have fun and go play. You know, if we lived near the woods, we used to be out in the woods all day or running around the streets and playing every sport. Mom didn't see us until the lights came on. You know, and, and they, they, they didn't, weren't afraid of something bad happening to us to the degree we are today with our children because the world is so different. It's so much more dangerous thanks to the policies of people like our president. And uh, we need, desperately, desperately need to deal with, uh, you know, the, the problems in our culture that allow these things to happen. Look at what the things that we're defending and standing by in the name of this new sense of morality, which is no morality. And if you stand for something, um, you're attacked. And if you stand for nothing, that is the only thing that is acceptable to people because you can't make any moral judgments and no truth is absolute because everything that you believe is relative. Your truth is not my truth. And this sort of thing. So there is no absolutes. Um, therefore, there's no standard. And we get the erosion that we have today. People arguing things that are absolutely delusional. As if reality has changed all of a sudden. 
and here we are in the twilight zone. <laughs> anyway, Patriots, been great hanging out with you today. And like I said before, as always, the silent majority, you need to start speaking up and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer, guys.